Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I feel like it's been a while since we talked about chasing cupcakes, and it's crazy to me that it has been out for more than six months. In some ways, it feels like it has been out forever, and in other ways, it feels like it's just been a couple of days. But I wanted to dive into a few really great questions that I got about the book recently because so many people reach out to me wanting to create change in their lives and struggling to do so. Having a goal, a really strong goal, a really meaningful goal, and as meaningful and as strong and as powerful as that goal is, somehow the excuses, the exceptions, the doubts, and the delays still win. And I know how confusing that can be because when you know how badly you want this thing and how much better your life would be once you achieve it, how is it possible that you can talk yourself out of action? And yet so many of us do all the time. And that's why I wrote Chasing Cupcakes because I lived that way with this really uncomfortable tension between what I wanted for my life, what I wanted for myself, what I wanted for my health, and what I was doing about it. And there was no peace. There was no comfort. Every day was either frustration, avoidance, shame, worry, longing, missing out, sometimes an uncomfortable blend of all of the above. And I wrote Chasing Cupcakes to really be a tool book to give people resources, to give people strategies, not ideas, not theories, but real tools and strategies to get out of that discomfort, to finally face why it is that we talk ourselves out of these things that we want so badly, why we give so much power to these excuses, and When I think about why I wrote the book, when I think about the feedback I've gotten on the book, when I think about who needs it, it kind of reminds me that I don't talk about it enough, you know, (laughs) that we should be talking about it more. So when I got this list of questions, I thought, you know, I want to address a handful of them on the podcast and I really want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, to pick up a copy. You can probably get it at your local library. If you can't get it there, request it. But you can also get it in paperback from Amazon. You can get it in hardcover from Amazon. Uh, you can get it on Audible or Kindle. If you want to listen to me read it, Audible is a really, really great choice. Before we dive into those questions, I want to remind you that for the next few weeks, I'm going to be doing free 
group coaching to everybody who is on the wait list for our fall 12 weeks to transformation. So if you want to get a sense of my coaching style, if you want to learn more about what the 12 weeks to transformation is and if it's for you, make sure you are on the wait list. You can get on the wait list by going to primalpotential.com forward slash transform or by going to the show notes page for today's episode. primalpotential.com forward slash 644. All right, with that, let's dive into these questions that I got about chasing cupcakes. One of the questions refers to a quote in the book that says, we give ourselves credit for trying even when our efforts aren't producing results. And before we get to the question, I'll just kind of give a little bit of context on, on what that means and what that can look like. I know I gave myself a lot of credit for my intentions, for my thoughts about what I could do, from the plans I put together, or from what I said I would do. I'm going to work out three days a week. I'm going to eat cleaner. And thinking about it and planning for it made me feel like I was doing something when the reality was I wasn't getting results. So that's what I mean when we say, when I say that we give ourselves credit for trying, even when our efforts aren't producing our results, because thinking and planning and strategizing can feel productive, even though it doesn't generate results. So the question was, how do we break ourselves out of that cycle? Should we use tough love or should we be more delicate with ourselves? And I really love this question because I have spent a lot of time in the tough love camp with myself. And I see a lot of clients in that too. You know, I would say like, you've had enough sugar for the rest of your life. You don't need any more today. You are starting a sugar-free life. Or even with my budget, I would do the same thing. Like, if it's not essential, you're not buying it. And it was very militant. It was aggressive. It definitely was me against myself versus me on my own team. So when we talk about this question, how do we break ourselves out of the cycle of giving ourselves credit for effort when effort doesn't produce results? No matter what the goal is, We have to look at progress. One of the things that I do in business that you've probably heard me talk about many times before is dashboarding. So I'm always looking at the numbers. It's not enough to just keep going through the motions. Yeah, I recorded three podcasts today and I responded to 40 emails and I got my stuff ready for tomorrow. A lot of people will give themselves credit for those activities, for getting things done, and they'll lose sight of what is the result I'm trying to drive and am I making progress? No matter what it is that you are trying to achieve, we have to look at progress. Where do you want to see progress? That's where we begin. If you want to pay down debt, are you pay, is your debt going down? Is it staying the same? Is it increasing? You've got to look at that regularly. If you want to lose 30 pounds, what is happening? 
Are you maintaining? Are you gaining? Are you losing? Is the rate of progress acceptable for you or do you want more? If you want to save money, how much? One thing I do at the end of every month related to finances is I do a simple balance sheet for myself. Every single month, what are my assets? What are my liabilities? Every single month. So it takes me maybe 30 minutes because I've got to log into a bunch of different accounts to do it. I add up my cash assets, the approximate equity in my real estate assets, and then I look at my debts. And I don't carry any any personal debt, any credit card, that sort of stuff. Um, So that really comes down to the balance on my mortgages. And that is my debt. And I'm looking at that every single month because then I can see, is my net worth growing or is it not? If you want to get stronger, it is not enough to just go to the gym. I've been so good. I've been to the gym, you know, every day this week or I've worked out more this week than last week. One of the ways that we break this pattern of giving ourselves credit for trying, even when our efforts aren't producing results, is by saying, okay, What was the goal? Was the goal to get fitter? How am I measuring my fitness? Was my goal to get faster? How am I measuring my speed? Was my goal to get stronger? How am I measuring that? Maybe that means that once a month you're doing a mile for time. Or every six weeks, if your goal is strength, you are testing your bench press or your deadlift or your back squat or your front squat. You've got to pay attention. You've got to know first what is the goal you are after and are you making progress? And I think it makes the most sense to have a standing appointment with yourself at the beginning of every month, every six weeks. I think the more frequently we can measure, the better, but some things like strength or speed, we might want a slightly longer interval. Really look at, is it working? Am I getting where I want to go? On one of my chalkboards in my office, I have specific business metrics that I'm looking at because I know that though I can stay very busy every day, I have specific targets I'm trying to hit and I keep track of those and I see those every single day and that is a huge piece of this progress puzzle, this success puzzle. The next question that that came in about chasing cupcakes is about stories. And, the, and it kind of starts with some context. It says, it seems to me that when we get stuck in negative patterns, it is like getting stuck in a feedback loop. Eat unhealthy food so we feel bad. And when we feel bad, we eat more unhealthy food. And this comes from and can create and compound stories we tell ourselves, like I'm an emotional eater, and when I'm upset, I eat more, and then I just don't care, right? So there's a story that kind of goes along with that cycle. Would you agree, the question says, that we just need to rewrite our stories? I think we need to recreate them. And that might seem like semantics, just language, word choice, But you can tell yourself a different story and still act the same way. I see this a lot of times early in the 12 weeks to transformation. 
people will really get on board with the idea of positive affirmations, which can be part of what creates our story, but then they don't change their behavior. And sometimes that's because it is a lot easier to get on with something that doesn't really ask much of you. It doesn't take much from you to create a different narrative, to tell yourself a different story. And it does ask a little bit more from you to change your patterns of behavior, to change your choices. So while I believe very strongly that how we think and what we think really matters in terms of the choices we make, We cannot focus on just the one without looking at the impact of the other, which goes back to what we were just talking about in terms of how do we break this pattern of giving ourselves credit for efforts if they aren't producing results. It is awesome if you are thinking more positively, if you are more aligned with your potential and less aligned with your problem, but never lose sight of, is it working? Am I making progress towards the goal that I have? Otherwise, we can get right back into what we were just talking about, where we're giving ourselves credit for something, and it's something real. I'm being more positive. I'm not spending as much time in the guilt and the drama. Awesome. And let's not lose sight of, is it working? What is the change you want to create, and are you creating it? These things go hand in hand. Without a doubt, how you think can change how you behave, but it also can happen without behavior change. So we never want to lose sight of, is it working? What is the change I'm trying to create and how am I measuring that? Am I measuring it frequently? All of this can be done with or without tough love. Personally, I'm not really into the tough love thing, and I'll tell you why. It's not that I don't think it works. It's that one of my primary priorities in life is to be happy and feel at peace. So it doesn't make me particularly happy or doesn't make me feel particularly peaceful to be like, you suck, get it done, fatso. Like, that doesn't make me feel really good. I, I prefer to be more objective. It's not that it's either negative or positive, right? It's not either tough love or it's self-love. You're amazing and you're beautiful just the way you are. Those are absolutely two possibilities for how you can think about change and yourself as you go through this process of change. But the other one is simply objectivity. Being very real about what you want without an emotional assignment. It's not good or bad. You're not good or bad. There's just a goal, right? I want to save this much money or I want to make this much money or I want to lose this much weight. The choices are not good or bad. They are just either aligned with the goal or they're not. I'm not good or bad. I just have this goal and I have the ability in any moment to move towards it. One of the things I write about in the, in the book a lot is stripping away the drama because drama is draining. And oftentimes, the emotion on both sides can fuel drama because if you are amazing and powerful and wonderful when you're making great choices and you suck and you're frustrated and you're ashamed and you're embarrassed when you're not making choices aligned with your goals, 
that can really make your energy very volatile. Everybody's different and you do what works for you. But what I find to be most effective for me, but also most efficient in terms of the use of my energy is just being objective. This is what I want and this is what I'm doing about it. This is what I want and this is how I can contribute to progress in that today. One of the other questions came from uh, a quote that I put in the book and it's a quote from Tom Peters. And the quote says, excellence is the next five minutes. Excellence is the next five minutes. And I say about that, that change happens in any moment you choose it. A lot of times people take an all or nothing approach or they see it as this journey and change hasn't happened until I get to the end, until I reach this goal. And about this idea, transformation is now, change happens in any moment you choose it, excellence is the next five minutes. This individual said, you know, it's exciting to think that positive life-altering decision could be made in a few moments, but is that enough? The reality is that all we have is this moment. That doesn't mean it's the only moment there is. It doesn't mean it's the only moment that matters. It's just the only moment we can influence right now. So if you really work on presence, if you really work on mindfulness, if you really work on focusing on the moment you're in, it's simpler. It's less overwhelming. I'm not trying to convince anybody that one decision will change your life. What this means is that life only happens one moment at a time. And if you are so busy thinking about the long term, 30 days from now, what you're going to do six months from now, how you'll keep the weight off once you lose it, how you're going to pay off $100,000, what you miss is that right here, right now, is an opportunity to create change, to create a positive impact in your life. And that moment is every moment. No matter if you are on a roll or you feel like you're being rolled over, every fresh moment is a chance to create a change. And that when we just focus on, all right, I can win this moment I am in. I can create five excellent minutes. It's way more doable. And ease is sustainable. Overwhelm is not. Overwhelm will take us out of the game altogether. But feeling empowered and feeling hopeful, that's repeatable, right? And we make it scalable when we realize that every single moment is this moment. In the book, I talk about how I use that actually writing the book. Because writing a book felt daunting. Where do I start? What do I include? What do I not include? How do I make it tactical? How do I make it tangible? How do I make it flow? What stories do I tell? What stories do I not tell? What are chapters called? All of that felt so overwhelming, just like losing 140, 150 pounds felt so overwhelming. But I have one more good choice in me. I can win five minutes at a time. That felt doable. That felt easy, and ease is sustainable. 
ease is sustainable. If you guys have not yet checked out Chasing Cupcakes, I really encourage you to do so. It is not about my life, though I share a lot of stories of my experience and my struggles. It is not about food or weight loss, though a lot of those personal examples are in there. It's about stepping into your potential. It is about living the best life you can and getting out of your way, especially when you feel like you haven't done that, when that feels hard. If you're starting to doubt yourself in any area of your life, maybe you're doubting your financial ability. Maybe you're doubting your career ability. Maybe you're doubting your ability to change your health or your weight. It's a tool book, really. And it's a tool book that can apply to every area of your life. The book is called Chasing Cupcakes. You can find it on Amazon, uh, hardcover, paperback, Kindle, Audible as well. If you're somebody who prefers to listen, that's a great way to go through it. I did read the audiobook. And for those of you that want to know what it's like to work with me more closely, over the next few weeks before registration opens up for our fall 12 Weeks to Transformation, I am going to be doing free coaching, group coaching webinars for everybody on the wait list. So definitely head over to the wait list, primalpotential.com forward slash transform, or you can go to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 644. I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to know that no matter where you've been or what you've been through, today is a new day. This moment is a new moment. And you can create so much more for your life. And you just have to focus on one choice at a time. Every choice is a chance. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.